Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Oh yeah, you know it's that time of week when you tune in to listen to me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Dying Atomic. Atomic, listen to me. Uh, uh, Thrasher Die and Combat and... I'm working on a new band. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I ruined that's, it. That's all right. That's all right. I'll drink another one. Go ahead. Tell your story. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to start another band. And Ian, tell, get the fuck out of here. Yes. Another band? It's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be like a crossover hardcore band. You're and, never gonna have time for me anymore. No, this one we're not gonna play out live. This is all studio shit. We might play a show here and there, but uh. The name of my band, check out the name. Tell me this name is not awesome. Xanax and Razorblade. Nice. Hell yeah. We should have called the podcast that. It's the Xanax, Xanax and Razorblade podcast. How about Xanadu and Roller Skates? Hey, hey, shut up. I haven't introduced you yet. I hate okay. when people fucking cut off my buddy Ian. Even Ian pisses me off when he cuts off Ian. So here we have the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wally. Uh, did you not get that one? Hold on. I'll open another one. I'm going to drink all of them. All right. Ah, there all right. I just, okay, just go ahead and drink and let me say something to the crowd. I kind of right. I kind of cut off Ian there when he cracked the first beer because I didn't stop talking. So what he did was he downed that beer. I, I, he's downing a beer right now. He downed that first beer while... Uh, while I was talking about uh, Zanuck and Razorblade, and right now he just downed another beer, and and Ian, chill, chill, chill. Don't drink that one, oh. bro. Come on, man. Okay. Sip All it, right. bro. Sip it. I want you to live hey, at least three more this years. This ain't no sip of tea. All right. Yeah, hey, but the, well, I know. want the podcast to last at least three more years before your liver just gives out. Uh, well, you, you could probably get a good three years out of outtakes. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And uh, I, I could be like Tupac. There'll be albums released for years of, of, of my rambling outtakes. And plus, we can get like a hologram Ian. There you go. It'll, it'll just be a beer <laughs> bottle with, with lips. <laughs> nice. Yes, and this is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, in case you haven't figured that out yet. Hello. With your host, Ian Wadley and Ralph Vieira. And How we, you doing? And we are here to uh, dazzle you all with our stupidity, as we do every week. And uh, we just, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, isn't it, Ian? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing uh, super fantastic. That's right. It's, it seems to, like, every week he's getting better and better with better news and better, cooler things happening. Tell him one of the really cool things that are happening that pertains to... ThatMetalStation.com. Hit them with that news, Ian. Ooh, ThatMetalStation.com. I hope y'all been checking us out. It's so neat. They're airing us twice a week. Uh, I'll give y'all the 411 on the closing, but, uh, man, check them out. ThatMetalStation.com. If you're on an Android device, go to TuneIn Radio. Uh, It's a free app. 
and type in that metal station. You can hear it on your phone or whatever if you're on your PC, thatmetalstation.com. But check them out, and they're doing an awesome contest that we're going to talk about at the end here just for listeners of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, and they're going to give away a three-CD package. Wow. Yeah, yeah, just just to our listeners, not to other people, to the cool kids. The cool kids that listen to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast are going to get a chance at a three-CD prize package. And that's just the first one. They've got another one that's going to get announced next week on our show. Scott Green, uh, the, the owner, the CEO, the head boy in charge on that channel is going to come on our show to personally welcome us and mention an even bigger contest so that's pretty awesome well that's very exciting uh can't wait to get all the details down how cool is that man not only does these cool people put us on their internet metal station they they want to do a contest where it's only strictly for our listeners that's awesome yeah that is awesome so, uh, yeah, so if you are listening to this on, let's say, iTunes or Podbeam, go on over to, to the, their station and listen to us over there. And then, you know... Yeah, yeah exactly. This shit's, like, this shit's like fucking potato chips. You can't listen to it just once. That's right. Our, this shit is so awesome. You want to hear it over and over. So get us however you get us and then come back and listen. You know, listen to that metalstation.com anyway. It's get like your metal fix. It's like new vagina, you know. It's like exactly. We, you know, I, I, I'm kidding. By the way, I have a girlfriend. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so uh, that's very exciting. But speaking of exciting, what does Ian? That's the one job. I only give you one job, dude. And your job is to hunt online and get me some freaking news. What the hell's going on this week? Oh, I thought my job was to get drunk. You're kind of like the Walter Cronkite of alcoholics. That's true. It's 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 true. Uh, this week, okay, what's going on? This is pretty awesome. This, this gives me hope. Uh, it's, you know, Zeppelin's been doing uh, these uh, big remasters, you know, box sets and everything. You know, I they, bought I bought Physical Graffiti and uh, Zeppelin Three, the big box with all oh, the vinyls nice. and CDs and books. I bought. I bought both of them last week, by the way. Oh, well, I hope you bought them through my uh, Amazon link. No, right? I actually bought them at a record store. Uh, you fucking asshole. Hey, man, what's Any- I'm just kidding. No, no, hey, support local record stores, because they exactly. really need your help. That's where I did yeah, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that's awesome, and I commend you for that. But if you bought physical graffiti, good sir, you are one of 40,000 people who did. Wow. So... Yeah, uh, you know, and in this day and age, that's a big fucking number. I think they came in. Uh, don't quote me here because I like I, I like to partake in the in liquid beverages, but I think they came in like in top fifteen albums for the week. And this is an album that came out what nineteen seventy fucking five. I, I th- the one I'm actually looking forward to the most uh, hasn't been released yet, and th- and that's uh, the Into the, the Outdoor. Outdoor. Yeah, because I heard they're gonna put a good album in there with it. Wow, wow. you know. Mm. You know yeah, maybe there'll be a deluxe box set that comes. It's like a lunchable, you know, has some summer sausage, you know, or and a Capri Sun, something and, and, to make it fucking worth buying, and a hot dog. Yeah, because that album sucks. Ah, but anyway, enough about Led Zeppelin. Uh, another band that we both love uh, has an album coming out in early summer, and that is Armored Saint. Yeah, announced. yeah, that their their new album, Win Hands Down, is going to come out, I believe, in June. All right. Come on, so redeem yourself. About that. 
They they are they are doing uh, well. See, I liked lo- the last album La Rasa, but uh, I, I I will admit I am a latecomer to uh, Armored Saint. You know, it's one of those things where like, okay, you had a preconceived notion of what it should be, where I didn't, and I actually really enjoyed La Rasa. I gotta tell uh, you, man. And I, I gotta tell you, I've been an Armored Saint fan since the first album, and till La Rasa, I was like, man. This is the band with the most solid discography because everything they release is awesome. Then La Raza came out, and I am—I was—I'm still disappointed in it, man. I just don't uh, get it. I don't get it. But there's some some songs I really like on there, and I—I t- tell you, a song I absolutely love uh, is "Chill." Okay, I got—I got—I got to go back to it. But you know what? La Raza to me was them saying, you know what? We're going to stray from the Armored Saint sound and do stuff we want to do, which I could respect. So, um, that's how much... Well, I mean, you get you got, like, Joey Vera's playing in, in Fate's Warning and some other bands now. Maybe some of that's coming into play, switching it up a little bit. Well, I, um, did, I did read an interview where John Bush or somebody said the next album's going to be more in the vein of the Armored Saint everybody knows and loves, because La Raza, we took a left turn. So, right. um... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to the new Armored Saint. I have a feeling and, it's going to I want to get John Bush on this uh, excuse me, goddamn show. I think I love everybody that listens to our show should sign a petition. We should start a Facebook page of We Want John Bush on this show. What well, I mean, you've met him before. He knows I, me. He actually knows me. You right. know, because I've met him so many times. Like, uh, I met him once. Well, actually, uh, the first time I met him was Symbol of Salvation tour, and then I, through Anthrax through the years, I kept going up to him. He's like, "Yeah, I know you from Miami. You're the Miami guy, you know." And then, like the last time I saw him was all the way back when we came for you all, whatever the name of that album was. Yeah. So it's been a while, but I'm sure he remembers me. I mean, I went all the uh, way up. I met him in Virginia once. I was all the way up there to see Anthrax once, not specifically just to see Anthrax, but. I was there, so they were playing. I went by and and actually interviewed him. Maybe I should put that up. I have an interview with John Bush where I interview him on audio. That's awesome. But anyway, you so... Know, go ahead. But, uh, yeah, Armored Saints coming out. They're doing a, a small tour open up for Saxon. Unfortunately, wow. it's coming nowhere near either one of us. Uh, but, man, what a bill that would be, huh? Man, Oshevitz, would Saxon I love to see Saint. that. Yeah, I would love, love, love to see that. <laughs> But, uh, all right, one last quick news story, uh, which you may or may not give a shit about. Supposedly, Lars Ulrich said that uh, Metallica has 20 new songs written oh, for the next is album. Is this even news? Look, if you want to talk about Metallica, talk about something good. Like, they're releasing No Life to Leather, man. On cassette? And vinyl. Yeah. There's going to be a box oh. set. There's gonna oh, be a... is there? I, I thought it was just on no, no. cassette. Cassette? It's going to be released soon on Record Store Day. But they're actually releasing a deluxe box or a vinyl set in the summer, which is going to begin the whole uh, remaster series. They're going to release, you know, re-release Kill Em All and Ride the Light and all that stuff. Um, uh, okay, you, best, you bested me on this one then. Uh, yeah, who gives, yeah, a, who fuck gives a fuck about, about the... New Metallica, a bunch of millionaires well, well, music. Uh, well, hopefully it'll be good. No, but then again, I like I, I like death, death magnetic. Yeah, but 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 you you you're, you're done. Uh, okay, bye. 
You know, but, uh, 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 talk, talk to me here. Talk to me here for a second. This, because uh, I must have missed this one. This remastered shit. Uh, please tell me this ain't, you know, the Bob Rock uh, redoing this shit, is it? I'm sure they're going to stay faithful. Uh, well, 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 no, because Bob Rock went back and did some remastering. I think I like I, he did like a Kill 'Em All remaster, what? I believe. Where'd you hear this? Yeah, th- I thought this was a few years ago that he did a new version, uh, like a new CD release. That was uh, that was redone, and I wasn't too happy about hearing that. I didn't was, buy. It. Was, oh, it was released then. Yes. Oh no no I don't don't worry already. don't worry about that because if they did do okay. that that's so under the radar I didn't even hear about it. I'm sure they're gonna stay faithful to the originals, and they're gonna probably release bonus tracks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah 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 you're sure because they've never let us down before. No, I, I have a feeling when it comes to the old shit though. Well yeah you're right. Now you know you just gave me a fucking flashback of that 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 uh that stupid symphony thing where they butchered like all those older uh, tunes oh god that that was what what a sad time that was that that the whole uh what a sad uh, what, time what a sad couple decades it's been yeah yeah i mean what what do they call the 90s metallica 90s yeah, that, that was that was so sad and it, and and the sadness continued i don't think metallica oh. look and i know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on this but See, I mean, I didn't really hate the Black Album as much as everybody else. I didn't love it either. But, you know, there are, you know, I liked the God that failed. I, I do like that too. Then you had your load, which was like, you know, of course, it's like, oh, yeah, it's horrible. Oh. It's horrible. But I did enjoy, um, what was the first single, whatever it was, and oh no, that until it sleeps. Yeah, shit? I, I like that song. Oh, and, oh, ooh, and I ooh. also liked Outlaw Torn. I like that I don't song. Even and then reload, which is which I, I feel is even worse than load. Oh, uh, is, is that the one with fuel on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that God. song, fuel. But and that that's that, that's like a poison song. But I like memory remains. Oh, oh. I, I like that too. Uh, now, now wait. Uh, Th- then came okay. Saint Anger. Now Saint Anger, I, I didn't like nothing off that one. That one was a total loss. But then, I mean, look. When Death Magnetic came out, I felt like that was worse than all of them, and I'll tell you why. I think that was worse oh, yeah. than yeah, worse than Saint Anger, worse than Loads, worse you, than all of them you, combined. I'm telling you this. This is the reason why I feel that album is worse, because at least with Black up to Saint Anger, yeah, they may have not been uh, making music we all don't like. But they liked it. They were staying true to themselves. I don't feel they were sellouts. They were just being true to themselves. And yeah, I, I didn't like it. Like, you know, obviously like 90%. Like there was like three songs I liked out of that whole period. But Death Magnetic, they were trying to build the fire back of the old thrash days. And it just sounded like a bunch of millionaires trying to be thrash. That My Apocalypse, it was horrible, man. It was like, uh, listen to my apocalypse and then go back and listen to Damage Inc. Oh no 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 no! I, I, it's not as good, but I mean, it, to me, it was a step in the right direction. There's there's only two songs that I didn't like on uh, Death Magnetic. God, that and was... that was of, of yeah, of course, the, the horrible, horrible, Unforgiven Three. I hated Unforgiven One and Two. Jesus Christ, we need a three. Uh, that was horrible, and I hated the first single. Uh, 
Day That Never Comes or some shit. That was fucking... That, that was obviously... Okay, we need one radio song that sounds like the other shitty albums. Um, I remember uh, St. Anger was the first album I bought after the Black Album. I never bought Load or Reload or Symphony or Garage Inc. Uh, you know, just horrible, horrible shit. Uh, but I, re- I remember I went to go buy... Uh, Diamond Dave, the, that cover album he put out. Oh yeah, you remember that one, Ralph? Hardly. Okay. So, uh, so Best Buy was sold out of that, and I was very pissed. I was very pissed, and I see this big display for Saint Anger. I was like, you know what? I used to love this Metallica band. Let me give it a shot. Maybe, maybe I'll, you know, they'll redeem themselves. Um. Oh my god, aside from the worst fucking drum sound I've ever heard on a fucking album, I really thought St. Anger was a step in the right direction. I I thought they totally missed the mark, but I think what they were aiming at, you know, it was going back to longer songs, uh, more progressive songs, uh, but they missed, I mean, it it was a swing and a miss by far, but it's like... I, I see where you're going, but you didn't do it. And I thought they came a lot closer with Death Magnetic. I hope the next album brings them back, but I doubt it, you know. But anyway, enough about that shit. Let's talk about a bona fide fucking classic goddamn album. And that's what we're all here for in today's episode. And that is Iron Maiden's Peace of Mind. Yeah, this is when I like to up the irons. I've yes. been, I've, I, I'm an old school up the irons type dude, and I, I lowered my you're iron. A, you're I, a fucking Maiden hater. I love Iron Maiden up to Power Slave. After that, I, I lowered the iron. Ugh. Well, what can I say, you, man? I'm not, I'm not a sheep like you that that just loves them because of their fucking artwork. Oh, hey, you know me better than that. You know me better than that. I, I like some songs. Now, is that their best material? Yeah, but you know what? You know who else put out a lot of shitty fucking albums? Ozzy. Black Sabbath put out some shitty fucking albums. I still love them. Look, man, you know? there's just... No, Black Sabbath, I, in my opinion, they only put out one truly shitty album. And that was 13. But, uh... Even... Really, really, though, really, though, you're gonna... You're gonna, you're gonna put uh, Forbidden uh, and Tear... Next to fucking sabotage. I love Tear. I love Tear. That's a great album. Oh, oh yeah. It feels good to you. Oh, that Not song sucks. That song sucks. Yeah, that's yeah. But that's that's like but that, you know, that's you, know like, you know what I'm saying. That's like judging Wait. peace of mind with Quest of Fire. Okay, come on. The rest of that album's hey, great. We'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to that, buddy. But uh, hey, let let's start this true classic. 1983 masterpiece off with Where Eagles Dare. Ralph, what you got? It starts off with... Uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, we're doing this all wrong. Tell me about the first time you heard Peace of Mind. I don't recall. It's been so long, but I wasn't a Maiden fan already. Uh, I had all the Maiden albums. I never saw them up to this album. Finally, Peace of Mind, they come down here and they headline an arena, which was, you know, pretty unique back then because... Usually bands have to play a market to build up an audience. Where that wasn't the case with Iron Maiden, man. 
Even Judas Priest, like, opened, uh, they played a smaller venue before they headlined that Sportatorium. Iron Maiden came down with Quiet Riot, and Quiet Riot, I believe, was number one at that time when they opened for it. And I, I was like, so, and, you know, I still am a very proud fan of Iron Maiden. I don't give a fuck what you and your Maiden tards think of me just because I gave up after Power Slave, right? I, I still. Uh, well. I still love the old shit just as much as I did it when I was a kid. I did not abandon Iron Maiden. Alright? I love that stuff. And Peace of Mind is in the, my top five Iron Maiden albums, you know, which happen to be the first five Iron Maiden albums, right? I went to go see <laughs> I went to go see Iron Maiden. The biggest I was such a huge fan. Still am. And I went to that show and I walked out disappointed. I felt like Quiet Riot actually was better. I guess my expectations was way too high for Iron Maiden. That I thought Quiet Riot had more energy. They sounded good. I felt like Iron Maiden really had an off night. It was just... I, I, go ahead. I, I, I can't imagine a world where Iron Maiden gets blown off the stage by Quiet Riot. They did that but, night, uh, in my and, opinion. And, and you, were, you were there. You were there. No. And, and, and let's take let's take a quick side uh, bar here because it's our show. We do whatever. We make our own fucking rules. You just went and saw the latest incarnation of Quiet Riot. And give, I can... give, give me a quick, All give right. me a quick couple minute story. How was it? Okay, I'll tell you this. I've seen Quiet Riot many times after they opened for Maiden. By far, the right. best time I saw Iron, uh, Quiet Riot was with Iron Maiden. I saw the Condition Critical Tour with Wasp. They were good. I felt like Wasp was better. I, actually, it was like, you know, flip-flop. The opening act owned Quiet Riot. Then I saw Quiet Riot 3 with Poison opening up. Po- wow. Poison wasn't popular yet. And to tell you the truth, they, Quiet Riot was better than Poison that night, but Quiet Riot wasn't that great. That was the Quiet right. Riot 3 tour. Then the next time I saw Quiet Riot was without everybody but DeBro. No, no, that's not true. Carlos Corvazzo. Kevin DeBro and they had some drummer and some bass player. They played a little tiny club in 1990, maybe around early yeah, 90s. Yeah, early early 90s. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. And then the next time I saw them after that was the reunion with Benali and Sarzo. I saw them play Summers on the Beach. That was incredible. Then I saw them a couple more times after that uh, with the same lineup. And again, they were great. I mean, Quiet Riot was really good toward the end of DeBrow's life. And then um, DeBrow died, and I went to go see Quiet Riot this last week. And I got to tell you, other than, and I know this is going to sound blasphemous, but other than the time they opened for Iron Maiden, I think it was the best time I ever saw Quiet Riot. Ian's taking a piss, by the way, so I might have to repeat this for him to see it. No, he's back. All right, you're, Hello. you're back. Uh, I was saying that I might have to repeat what I just said. What I just said was, uh, you know, I just named all these times I saw Quiet Riot, which I say about like right. maybe half a dozen times. Uh, right. When I saw them last week, I think other than the time they opened for Iron Maiden, it was the best time I ever saw Quiet Riot. Oh, G- shit. Jizzy Giz- Pearl did good. Jizzy Pearl impressed the living shit out of me. And so did Chuck Wright and that guy, Alex Glossy, whatever. And, Grassy. And, and, yeah. and God, what a, what a monster drummer that Benali is. 
and they did an awesome set list. You know, I mean, they did all that you'd expect with uh, "Let's Get Crazy." Did they, play, did, they, did they play Thunderbird? Yes. Fuck. Yeah, Ugh. they did Thunderbird. Really, they played that. And he, oh, ded- he dedicated cool. it to Randy Rhodes, the bro, and his parents. And he even oh, had us do right. a, a moment of silence, and then some guy yelled something, and Frankie said, "Shut the fuck up." But uh, you know they played Wild and the Young. They played. Uh, did they? They played Don't Want to Let You Go. No, they didn't do that. They did play That's Loves bullshit. a Bitch. They did Loves a. Oh, bitch. I was, that was my next one. That was my they next did one. Loves a Bitch. They did. Um, Ooh, uh, Condition Critical. They did that song. Ooh, I love that song. I they that did, song. Uh, of course, Mom, Mom, Crazy Now, Wild and the Young. Uh, they did a song called Twilight, Twilight Motel. No, of course not. Twilight Thank Motel. God, no. No, yeah, I love you, that song. yeah, you love that, but you don't like Thunderbird. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Twilight Motel is way better. They did a song. I guess it's a newer song called uh, "It Sucks to Be You," which was pretty cool. Um, and. Uh, uh, let's get crazy. A great guitar solo from that guy, and uh, I'm sure I'm leaving out a bunch of other tracks. You know, I mean, they were opening for Eddie Money, but they did. did Eddie, how was Eddie Money? Eddie Money was awesome, and I, I told you Eddie Money was awesome. But Eddie Money was fucked up or something. Cause look, they, no, no, Eddie Eddie Money's like that. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's funny as fuck. Cause Eddie Money comes out. And they opened the show with Two Tickets to Paradise. And you know that song is like, you know, uh, right. he, he's singing it. And then when it gets to the chorus, I got two tickets to paradise. He doesn't sing that part. He's like, yeah, Miami's like paradise. Yeah, everybody in Miami. Yeah, I, it's like paradise being here. Instead of singing the song, he's talking to the audience, which I, I liked. I actually got a kick out of this guy. Because during almost all his songs, like, baby, hold on to me. How are we all doing tonight? You know, where he's supposed to be talk, singing. He just starts talking, rambling through, through songs, telling jokes through songs. It was. Now, pretty... I saw you got a picture with him. How did you not get him to do an ID for this show? Okay, let me explain, because uh, this is another thing. I met Quiet Riot, too, and I didn't get an ID for that either. As you recall, that day we did a show, and I was right. in so much of a hurry I didn't take my camera, which I get IDs off of. Now, Oh, you don't, don't do it on your phone? <clears throat> I don't know how. And if I oh. did, if I did get IDs that night, I could have got Eddie Money, but not Quiet Riot because the Quiet Riot situation was like, it was weird, man. It was like I took a picture, but there's 20 people behind me waiting for a picture. It's in the hall where everybody's around. It's too noisy. But Eddie Money, which I thought was so fucking awesome, in order to take a picture with Eddie Money, you had to pay 20 bucks. But those 20 bucks went to the veteran. For soldiers. Oh, that's nice. So that's that, nice. That's cool of him, you know. So he's like, "Hey, look, you know." I didn't, I didn't know Eddie Money was a vet. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if he, but he did mention that a lot on stage. He kept talking. Oh, that's about, awesome. He even that's did. Awesome. He even did a song. I forgot. Uh, the soldiers are coming home, or something like that. It was a really cool song. And um, he said, "Look, after the show, I'll I'll meet everybody. Uh, I'll take a picture with you. But if you want to take a picture with me, twenty bucks goes to veterans." But I'll talk to you for free, you know. I'll talk to you, but come on, I want to get some money for the veterans. So, you know, just you know, I'll take a picture with you. Just to, you know, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! I'll give you twenty bucks for the veterans. It's a good cause." And I get you know, and I was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt, and he was like, "I saw their first show at the film," and I knew it. I actually go at the Fillmore, and he goes, "Oh, you know?" And I go, "Yeah, with uh, with Vanilla Fudge, right?" He goes, "No, it was Country Joe and the Fish." 
I was like, oh, okay, I thought it was Vanilla Fudge. I was half right. Uh, even, even, even more of a side note, uh, uh, God, we're going way off fucking topic. My dad saw Zeppelin before the first, uh, two weeks before the first album came out. It was Led Zeppelin and Jethro Toll opening up for Vanilla Fudge. Oh, there you go. Well, and, that was after uh, the, the one yeah, Eddie, Mar- Eddie Marshall. That was at the, that was at, at the Kinetic Playground in Chicago, Illinois. Well, there you go. Well, he saw him at the Fillmore, which was their first American debut. I knew about that show, but I, I thought it was Vanilla Fudge. It actually was. They were opening for Country Joe and the Fish. What song did they have? Like, uh, one. What we fight for? Yeah, don't ask one, two, don't give three, a damn. four. Next stop uh, is Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. All right, back to Maiden, man. Enough of this. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> we got sidetracked because of Iron Maiden and Quiet Riot. All right, and, and Eddie Money. And Eddie Money. <laughs> right. Probably the first and only time you're going to hear Eddie Money on the Rocket yeah, Man Combat Podcast. Exactly. We're not going to be doing any Eddie Money reviews, unfortunately. Uh, and I, yeah. I, I, I've never been a big Eddie Money fan, but I never hated the guy. And, and hey, boy, take me home tonight and take me drunk. <laughs> and, and he played a lot of songs. I was like, oh, shit, he did that? You know, like Walk on Water and uh, yeah. I Wanna Go Back. I yeah. was like, oh, wow, I, I remember That's these songs. That's great shit. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, anyway, but Iron Maiden. Uh, right. As I said, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, fuck this guy, Ralph, thinking Quiet Riot was better. Yeah, you know, I'm sure if you were at the show, you wouldn't think it. But, I, I, man, that's how I feel. The next year, Quiet Riot, I mean, uh, Iron Maiden came back, Power Slave, with Twisted Sister opening. Now, let me tell you something. Twisted Sister, to me, is one of the greatest live bands in the world. And I told everybody, they, you are about to see Iron Maiden get so owned by Twisted Sister. It ain't even funny. Boy, you know what wasn't funny was how Twisted Sister really wasn't that good that night. And Iron Maiden was 20 times, 20 million times better than what all you fucking people think is such a great live album. That Live After Death sucks. They should have recorded the Hollywood Sportatorium show because that was way better than Long Beach Arena. Bruce sounded better. It was earlier in the tour. They were on fire. That... To this day, that's the best time I ever saw Iron Maiden. So don't think I'm an Iron Maiden hater live. Cause, and then I saw them somewhere in t- a time tour, and they were good then too. And Seven Sun, which I... <laughs> look, all these albums I don't like from Maiden, even X Factor, I always thought they played good shows. The one off night I saw was Peace of Mind. And that Final Frontier, which probably wasn't an off show. They just It was just a crappy set list. Anyway, so... Um, Iron Maiden Peace of Mind was a huge, huge deal to the people I hung out with. We all loved Still Life the best. I don't know if it's my favorite song anymore off the album. But it's still, it's a great song. But, you know, and and they didn't play it live, by the way, that night. Which was like, that's probably another reason why I hated the show. Like, how can you not play Still Life? And, um, but... I mean, it, they weren't terrible. It's just that I, my expectations was way too high. And to see, have Quiet Riot like be more on fire than Maiden was kind of like, even disappointed me more. But the album was a fucking heavy rotation album with me and the, my, my metalhead friends were always cranking that album. It was, it's, it's, I feel like it's one of their best. I love Peace of Mind. It's a great freaking album. What do you feel about it, Ian? Uh, I love it. I uh, I didn't hear it when it first came out. My first Iron Maiden album was somewhere in time. Uh, loved <laughs> it. 
and uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Paul Turngren. I, I I doubt he's listening. I hope he oh, is. Paul. He's a good friend. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like Ruben De La Rosa. I love that guy. Uh, but uh, Paul Turngren turned me on to it. Uh, I met he was he was older than me, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you're getting into metal." He's like, "All right." He goes, "I got some shit for you," and uh, some shit he gave me was uh, uh, Iron Maiden, "Peace of Mind," "Number of the Beast." These are ones I hadn't heard yet. He gave me Saxon, "Strong Arm of the Law," uh, "Gamma." Do you know Gamma? I own uh, all. I, I I own all three vinyl. Yeah. Gamma one, two, yeah, or three. He, yeah, he hit me to Gamma. Which one? Uh, Paul, which, which one? Uh, the first one. Uh, the first. The first one is what right. he turned me on to. Great album. But but uh, but. Uh, Paul Turner was very important into like schooling me into the history of what I was, you know. I came into metal 85, 86, and he's like, hold on, got a little bit of history here. You know, my dad knew the 70s stuff, but Paul Turner was a person who like really got me into like, okay, there's some early 80s metal you really need to hear. And uh, and I thank him to this day. I haven't seen the man in, uh, you know, shit, 20 something years. We're friends on Facebook, but he's never on Facebook. But anyway, uh, he hit me this album, and I fucking love it. Uh, the school I went to, uh, the person who really got a lot of us into Maiden was Drew Carnahan, and he came from Tampa, Florida. Oh, Drew! And, yeah. I hate and, that guy. Uh, yeah, I, well, yeah, we're going to get there. Um, but apparently Maiden was huge in Florida. It was a very big stronghold for Maiden. And, and he came to our, like, little hick town in fucking Illinois and was like, yeah, no, you got to check out all this Maiden. Uh, unfortunately, he's a Jesus freak now and probably doesn't even listen to Iron Maiden. But but he hipped a lot of us to, like, okay, you got to check out all, because he had every Maiden out and and, uh, and really turned us on. But to me, this is one of, you know, one of the best, not just Maiden albums, but metal albums of all time. And Ralph... Let's get into this motherfucker because this is the longest intro we've ever fucking done. Talk about where Eagles Dare. Uh, starts off with, hey, look, this is our new drummer. And it's an iconic drum fill. I mean, yes. I've, I've seen Dream Theater do it live. I've seen. I saw Dream Theater do it, open up for Maiden. Uh, Mike Portnoy. Did I, it. I actually saw Dream Theater in a club where Nico came up on drums and played it with them. Wow. That song. Wow. Uh, wow. I've seen Charlie do it live with Anthrax, like just like in the middle of a song or something. You, know, you uh, when you hear that drum roll, you're like, I know that, and that's iconic. And uh, what can I say about this fucking song? This song is so epic. One of my favorites, probably my favorite. As we go on through the album, uh, we'll see. I definitely like it more than Still Life now, and I still love Still Life, by the way. But um. Yeah, with that, the uh, again, the same. It's kind of like the sister of uh, Aces High, because it has that middle section that Aces High has. That's just so killer, such a killer riff, and I can't remember at the moment now, but it's a killer riff before the solos, and you hear like the machine guns and shit like that. I love where you go there, Aces High Part One. Uh, great song. What do you feel? Uh, I love it. An incredible opener. It is like, hello, here's here's fucking Nico. 
which, uh, you know, took over for Clive Burr, who was no fucking slouch himself. I liked Clive more, actually, but still, not, not taking that uh, away and, from Nico. You know who else said the same thing? Bruce Dickinson. Oh, did he? He said, yes, he, he went on record. He, he goes, he goes, I know this sounds bad. He said, I think Clive Burr was the best drummer they'd never had. Well, there you go. But Nico's and, an excellent replacement. Oh, oh, Nico's awesome. Uh, he was in the band uh, Trust. A French metal band who originally did Antisocial, the song made popular by Anthrax. And before that, I believe he played with Pat Travers. Yes, he did. Which I have a video, and you can see it on YouTube. Uh, they did a TV show, a whole show, a whole concert with Nico. And I also want to add that Nico, I, I don't know if these rumors are true, he is one of the guys dressed as a devil with a pitchfork in the Iron Maiden uh, Number of the Beast he, video. He, he denied that. He, oh, said okay. that. he said he said he said that's why. But I I had heard the same thing. Okay. But, uh, to quote uh, Pat Travers, I I say boom boom. You say, I'll call the lights. There you go. <laughs> but uh, awesome opener. Uh, lyrically, it's based on the Clint Eastwood movie of the same name. And uh, th- there's a man. There's a theme throughout this. A lot of these songs are either based on movies or poems or essays or stories. Uh, and and by essays that I, I I don't mean you know our Mexican buddies I mean I mean short stories, uh, but this one is based on the uh, <laughs> on the Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, awesome, awesome opener. Everything works on this except for Adrian Every- Smith. No, oh, you just want to piss off Justin? Yeah, I, I was just kidding right there. Yeah, that was just to piss off Justin. No, everything works on this song. It's awesome. Uh. Where Eagles Dare, Maiden, all-time classic. Hell yeah. Then it, then it leads into Revelations, which, holy shit, do I love Revelations. Uh, this is a Bruce Dickinson pen song. Uh, amazing anthem. One of my favorites on the album, and it's one of my favorites on Live After Death. I, I love the version on Live After Death. I love the studio version. Um but I first heard it on Live After Death, then came back and got this album. It's incredible. Uh, lyrically, it's based on an old English hymn, uh, part, partly. The rest is based on uh, Aleister Crowley, which uh, Dickinson kind of has a thing for Aleister Crowley. A lot of uh, his solo on Chemical Wedding had to do between uh, Blake and Crowley, uh, the artist Blake. Uh and then, and then there was a horrible, horrible fucking movie. Did you ever see the movie Crowley that was based on Chemical Wedding? No. Oh my god! I bought. I was like, oh, this, I love horror movies. First of all, I love horror movies, and then I love Maiden. I love Bruce Dickinson, and I'm intrigued by Aleister Crowley. I'm like, oh, this could be good. Oh, it was fucking horrible. Please don't buy it. Okay. Please. But if you are gonna buy it, use our Amazon link. That's right. Uh, yeah, there you go. Find oh out, my. find out how shitty it is. Use our Amazon yeah. link. And buy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Find out for yourself, and then see how hard it is to return something on Amazon. I'd be interested if you could buy something on Amazon. I get the money, and then you return it, and, and let's see if I get to keep the money. Because <laughs> uh, because that's a horrible. Just send horrible them back. Fucking send them back to empty a- beer can. Actually, I, I I still have the DVD. I'll sell to somebody because it's bad. It's wow. so bad. But uh, I, I love Revelations. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, I thought it was an incredible song. I think it's, it's aged horribly. 
Oh, you're fucking full of shit. I'm not. I, I feel like I listened to it. I actually bought Peace of Mind not too long ago on eight, 180 gram vinyl because I was Ooh, nice. I was stupid back in the day. I gave mine away. Oh, no. oh okay. I, I used to I used to like buy CDs and just give away the album of that CD because I hadn't. I used to live in a shoebox. And uh, uh, and I didn't. Well, have... I, I, I did that. Too. I would buy remasters and give my old copies to friends. Oh, there you go. Like... Yeah. Well, that's different, though. You're talking about right. give, give away the CDs, right? Right. No, no, vinyl is yeah. a whole different animal. Now it's yeah, like, you're right. You're yeah, right. like I had the original pressing because how much do you think that costs now? You know. Right. I, right. I just right. gave it away. Anyway, I I used to love. Don't get me wrong. I I, I don't I don't think it's a bad song. I just feel like I mean, listening to the album the other day, I was like, oh, "This album doesn't. This song doesn't grab me like it used to." It's kind of like, really? yeah, it was like, eh, it, I don't know. You, you you just hate Maiden. You no, hate Maiden. no. As you see, as the rest of the album progresses. All right. Oh no. All well, right. actually, yeah, there is another song that's loved by many that I'm not too crazy about either. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. But right. this song, it's not a horrible song, but I used to like it way more. I just feel like it's aged horribly. Sorry. Uh, that, which yeah. goes into their... Yeah. Hey, your mother aged horribly, and I still hit that shit. You know hey. Oh, come on, man. My mom's still... <laughs> my mom's still beautiful. Hey. hey, it takes a lot of Mary Kay, though. Come on, let's be honest. Come on. It's my, it's my mom you're talking about. You can call her slut all you want, but, man, you're making fun of her looks now? Jesus, man. Hey. Oh, hey. man, what the hell, bro? Yeah, she, uh, she, she's every woman in the world to me. I'm sure after a couple more of those beers, you'd think different. Anyway, yeah. so going into the single, the hit single for Iron Maiden, it may be the biggest single that Iron Maiden's ever had in the U.S. Am I correct? I think you're right. I, th- I think you are right. And that's why Iron Maiden. Right. That's why Iron Maiden won't play it anymore. On Steve, <laughs> Steve Paris, uh, Steve Paris, Steve Harris said on on the record. Steve said that he won't play that song anymore because it was a huge hit in America. What kind of logic is that? Seriously. Um, you know, I've, I've gone into this before, and I kind of get it. Okay, we, we love America because we're Americans. Spoken like a true right, sheep. Right, 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 well, what I'm saying, though, is, is if we had this big song in fucking Guam, okay, but then Guam like totally ignored us after a while, We'd kind of have a thing like, fuck you, Guam. What's your problem? Everybody else fucking loves us. What's your goddamn problem? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you, America. What's your problem? By the way, we're going to come over there and play to you guys so we can take your money. Fuck that. What? Fuck that logic. Okay, okay. All right. No, dude. Well, dude, I love America, and I love Americans. But it's it's, it's like while people worship Kim Kardashian and Kanye fucking West... Iron Maiden can't get arrested, you know, and and, that, and that's bullshit. And and coming from an outsider's point of view, it's like I, I, I totally I totally get why they're pissed off. I mean, I don't think they're pissed God. off at the truth. You fans. know, it's okay, funny how on. it's funny how you would get you would protect this, but you get mad over like the most trivial shit. But this one's okay with you. That's amazing now, to me. I will remember this I'm conversation. No, no, well, here, here's the thing. The first time I saw fucking Iron Maiden, okay, I saw him on the Fear of the Dark tour at this awesome, awesome place in Wisconsin, uh, Alpine Valley. And and I bought lawn seats because that's, that's all I could afford. I was like 18. Okay, 
the the show was so poorly sold that they moved that you couldn't sit in lawn for security reasons. Everybody fit in the center of the pavilion. Nobody to the right, nobody to the left, nobody in the lawn. They put everybody in the front, dude, and it was a great lineup. It was corrosion. I just talked to Pepper Keenan about this show at the Anvil show. I was I was sitting with him. It was COC, Testament, and Maiden. But this is right as fucking Nirvana broke. And they couldn't get arrested. But yet the rest of the world... They're selling out stadiums and everything. America turned their back on fucking Maiden. And they, they've got a chip on their shoulder about it. I get it. Because it's the only place in the fucking world that turned their back on Maiden. Nobody else gave up on a Maiden. America gave up on Maiden, by and large. Well, most... And there's a, there's a lot of us that still love it. But that is the only place where they're not fucking gods. Because the and music suffered, man. The music suffered. Therefore, people right. didn't want to go see uh, the Fear of the Dark tour. I went to that tour too, dude. It played the Sunrise Musical Theater, which holds five thousand people, and that shit wasn't packed either. No, I, I hear you, but but honestly, tell me, okay, like like you you tour and you play Puerto Rico, okay, say from now on, like no, but like everywhere else sells good, but Puerto Rico, and then you go back there, you're not going to be a like what the fucks with you fucking Ricans. And you, you know, everybody else loves us, but you don't love us. Well, well, I, and in the real world, in order for me to play Puerto Rico, somebody's got to book us. And I don't care how bad we do there. I'll go back if you book us. All right. I, I, I'm not Steve back. Harris, bro. Come on. Don't even, don't even go there with me. I'm not that way, dude. To me, I don't care about numbers or none. Dude, I play shows where every one of my band members get paid but me. And that's because I want it that way. They're poor. I'm, I'm not rich, but at least I got a good job. They don't. They can have all my money. I get money off merch, but that m- merch money goes back in the band. I play for free. Book us and you'll find out. I always tell the promoter, pay hey. the band. Don't pay me. I, I, hey, I'm the same way with the podcast. I pay for the podcast. Yeah, that's right. I don't yeah, care. because I. No, 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 but you refuse to take my money. Let's be honest here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I don't because it's a labor of love. I love it so much, and what I pay for this, I'm not complaining. It's a labor of love. The same so, way Thrasher die is a labor of love for you. So, so in other words, it's okay that Iron Maiden doesn't like America because America loved Flight of Icarus. That's some logic. I would be so I honored. Know. I would be so fucking honored if Puerto Rico would turn their back on us and they still book us to go over there. Because and then I only played a fraction of the people I played before. That fraction of the people paid to see me. Even if it's three fucking people, I will play my ass off for anybody that would put their hard-earned money to see my band. They're fucking that. That Steve Harris shit is bullshit. Period. No. Hey, hey. I'll I'll tell you this though. I will fucking tell you this. That fucking Maiden show that I saw. They played their ass off. They didn't give us a half-ass show. They gave us a great fucking show. But! They gave us... But! 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 That's my line. But! <laughs> they still don't come here. And if they do, they only play select shows. They, 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 they do. They, they play select shows. And I, I get that, though. I get that, though. Because if they did a full-blown U.S. tour going from New York to L.A. and they play every shithole, they're going to have a few big markets... And that's it. And but what they do 
and it sucks, but it's smart. Uh, it, it's such an event now, if Maiden does come to America, that those shows damn near sell out. Because yeah. they know, like, you're, you're lucky if you get five U.S. fucking Maiden shows. Well, let's get back to the album. Enough of the politics. I, I, had, to go, I had to go to fucking Houston to see the fucking Final Frontier tour. Because oh, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if Maiden's played fucking New Orleans um, since fucking uh, I, I think the last time they played New Orleans was uh, uh, Seventh Sun tour. And when I lived in Florida from '96 to 2008, uh, I think they only did one Florida show. Yeah, at least Central Florida. Yeah, you know. No, they played. So, they played uh, that that uh, what was it? Uh, back back. I don't know the the one the nostalgia one with the Power Slave stage. They, that was the first time they played here since the X Factor, which was I believe '96. Which I saw and uh, I saw I saw the X Factor in a club, and even the club yeah. was half full. Right, and they played their ass off. Right, but I wasn't driving from fucking Orlando to Miami to see the X Factor tour. I'll tell you that fucking. They, that was a good show too. Blaze was way better but, live than he was on record. I, I hope so. I actually enjoyed <laughs> but, uh, that more than Fear of the Dark, that show. Eh. Uh, 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 no no prayer that for the dying was supposed to play Miami Arena, but it was canceled due to bad lick, uh, ticket sales. But Bruce Dickinson supposedly lost his voice, they said. Which I feel like well, he I, did since Live After Death. I got to take a hot steam and piss. You're going to the All fucking right, I'm, I'm going to talk about Flight Icarus while you take a piss. I thought you already talked about Flutter. No, no, we haven't. We just got into the whole single because there's a single. Oh, uh, we're going all over the place in this episode. Yeah, this is, this, is uh, a, yeah, this is a bizarre episode. Anyway, uh, while Ian takes a piss, I want to say that uh, I love Flight of Icarus. Another one of my favorite tracks has aged quite well. Yes, it's another one of the Iron Maiden, Gallup, Achilles Last Stand type songs with the Gallup, but what an amazing song it is and, and amazing vocals by Bruce Dickinson that was not uh, reproduced, replicated on Live After Death. Now, <clears throat> every time I have an argument with somebody that doesn't like the fact that I don't like Live After Death, I tell them all, put on Flight of Icarus from Live After Death and then tell me, does he sound good? And I love some of the people say, well, you got to remember, I mean, they've been on the road a long time, so... Bruce Dickinson's voice is like horrible. Well then, why are you making the why are you telling me Live After Death is such a great album, and then making the excuse the reason uh, Bruce sounds like ass is because they've been on the on the road too long. Fly to Acres is a great song on Peace of Mind. Otherwise, it sounds horrendous. Any live, all the live recordings I've heard of this song, Bruce just <clears throat> kills it for me. His voice is like really lame live. If you want the definitive Iron Maiden live album with Bruce Dickinson, it's Beast Over Hammersmith. God Ooh, damn. That is a good one. Damn, does he sound good on that. That's where That's he's perfect. Now, I will admit, I will admit in recent years, well, even all the way back to the that show I talked about with the Power Slave, he sounded great. I think Bruce Dickinson sounds better now than he did in the 80s because all the live recordings of the 80s after even Peace of Mind, that Dortmund show that you can see on YouTube, 
he, his voice, he strains, man. He just strains, but he sounds better now. I guess he knows how to contain it better. But Fly to Icarus is a, an amazing song. I love it. One of my favorites off the album. And the only way I like that album is a studio recording. Never heard a live version I liked. What do you feel of Flight of Icarus there, Ian? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love the fucking song. Me too. Uh, I love the video. I love the video. Video's it's awesome. It's a great... It's, it's an all-time great Maiden song. I love the fucking Live After Death version. I, I love that whole fucking album. And I was just talking to Scott Green, the head man in charge at that metal station. He says Live After Death is the greatest live album of all time. Yeah, no, a lot of people say that. I tell t- a lot of people enjoy it. I don't know. You just you got this fucking hard on. Hey, hey, hey! It's not. Ch- I'm not alone, dude. Trust me. There's a lot of people that feel the way I do. There's people online going. Finally, I thought I was alone. Who? Who? Terrence? No. Fuck. I think even Terrence likes. No, it. No, believe me. Next time somebody mentions you, you, that, you know, you know, you know, Justin likes it. Justin yeah. loves it. No, actually, there's some people on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Uh, that that agree that Iron Maiden is the most overrated heavy metal band in history. No, no, well, there are a few that say that, but but let, let's take it in consideration. They're talking about Maiden as a whole. They're not just singling out fucking Live After Death. There's a lot of people dude just don't like fucking Maiden. Uh, some, as a matter of fact, there, there was a thread the other day. It's funny. It's like almost like we're reading the minds of our fans because we pick ahead of time. What we're gonna do last week we did mob rules we knew what we were gonna do we didn't announce it but then you start seeing Dio and mob rules come up on the fucking Facebook page the same with this week there's been a big discussion about Maiden they did like what's the worst album Virtual 11 or uh, or uh, Final Frontier has been a huge discussion and now we're doing a Maiden album so and I gotta say kinda... I gotta say Ian for you to say that you liked Flight of Icarus, the live after death version. Yeah. Seriously, I feel like you haven't listened to it correctly. I've listened to that album a gazillion times. So you think times, Bruce dude. Dickinson's voice sounds good on Flight of Icarus? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I, I, I don't look at it like that. I look wait, at wait, the no, album no, as a whole. No, 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 no. You just said you liked Flight of Icarus on live after death. I love every song on, on Live After Death. So I love every song. To, to, to me, I can put it on nonstop. Like, that is just an album I've listened to nonstop since I would say 1987. I've listened to it a gazillion times. Puts a smile on my fucking face every time I hear it. I thoroughly fucking enjoy it. Okay. It's it's a great pinnacle in metal. I well, love it. I, 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 I love okay, it. okay. I stand corrected. I, I had no idea... That uh, shitty singing made you happy. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. All right. Go into the next song. All right. Uh, where the fuck are we? It's Die, right, die With Your Boots On. Oh, Die With Your Boots On. God damn it. I love Die With Your Boots On. A great sing-along song. And uh, this is one I'll never forget. Uh, they played this on the Fear of the Dark tour. And, and I was so happy. And we, uh, my car had broken down. We took my grandmother's Oldsmobile. We drove from Illinois to Wisconsin to see him. And we got a flat tire on the way. Had to put on one of those fucking donuts. And my buddy Chris Soppy was with us. And <laughs> on, on the way back, we had like three metalheads piled on top of each other, all passed out in the back seat. 
and fucking Chris Sophie's boots sticking out the window. These horrible, horrible, like, fucking combat boots. And, and, and that point we christened it, if you're going to die, you're going to die with Sophie's boots on. And now I can never hear that song without if you're going to die. If you're, you're going to die with Sophie's boots on. I love this fucking song. I love Chris Sophie. I love that Iron Maiden show. Fucking Die With Your Boots On is a great fucking Iron Maiden song. Uh, but I'm sure, Ralph, you got probably something fucking nasty to say about it. Yeah, I don't think it's that great. I, I never, uh, I, I never really? did. I never really? did. I never did. I never did. I always felt like the the chorus just went way too long at the end. It's like, come on. How many times are you going to repeat? If you're going to die, die with your boots on. If you're going to die. Now, I don't think it's a bad song. Don't get me wrong. It's an okay tune. I sky out of 1 to 10. I give it a 5. You know, and if they would have... If they would have chopped off that chorus at the end, I would have gave it maybe a six, possibly a seven. But better than Flight of Icarus? Better than Eagles There? No. I feel those are the two strong songs on the album, on side one. And the other two are kind of like... I used to love Revelation. Die With Your Boots On, it's not that it didn't age well. I always kind of felt a little... I don't know. It just wasn't like, you know... Oh, one of the better songs. It's not like, hey, you want to hear Iron Maiden? Listen to Die With Your Boots On. Now, I know everybody I grew up with loved it. So, you know, I knew, I know, look, I know I'm the odd man out on a lot of shit, dude. But I gotta, I gotta be myself, dude. I mean, I'm sorry. It's how I feel. I, I, you know, you remind me of Steve Harris. Because you hate Maiden like Maiden hates America. Yeah, no, I hate Maiden like Maiden (laughs) hates Maiden. You know, I hate Maiden like like Steve hates Flight of Icarus. You know, there you go. That's the best way of putting it. No, I love Iron Maiden. I don't hate Die With Your Boots On. I don't hate um, uh, Revelations. I do hate song, a song that is going to come up soon. It's like you're a guy that hates hand jobs but won't stop touching himself. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because it's because hand jobs is another person doing it. When I do it myself, I got the five knuckle shuffle. Perfected. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. Hey, hey, Ian, do me a favor. Flip this baby sure. over. All right, this is where we flip the bastard over and we go into a all-time fucking maiden classic. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ralph's gonna say it fucking sucks, but I say the Trooper fucking rules. I love the fucking Trooper, and this one. Hold on, let me check my notes. This one was. Uh, Based on oh fuck, where's my goddamn notes? Uh, the Charge of the Light Brigade, uh, an all-time maiden classic. Uh, for many reasons, not only is, is the song amazing, but uh, the poster for the for uh, the Trooper is an all-time. I mean, that's a quintessential maiden picture. Uh, they have their own beer they named after it. It's amazing. Every time uh, uh, Bruce comes out now, he's dressed in uh, an English military uniform. Uh, the Trooper. I mean, it's it's the fucking Trooper. It's. I mean, there's not much more I can say. It's the fucking Trooper. That's, uh, I, I, I mean, Rouse, what do you got? You want to talk about overrated? Oh, God, I mean, extremely go. overrated. Then we ain't gonna talk about the trooper because that song rules. All right. Thank you. Hey, Please man, come on, up. come on. What, 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 do you, what do you think I am, man? Look, I have. You had me scared. I'm 
scared. Let me, let me tell you something. I have heard people complain online about, wow, man, they always have to play the trooper if they're going to play something old. I'm like, yeah, what, what the fuck's wrong with that? That song's timeless. Awesome. Rip-roaring. Great lyrics. Great vocals. Awesome solos. Uh, yeah, even Adrian does a good solo on it, you know? And, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I'll even go that far, because they do, I'm a more, I'm a bigger fan of Dave Murray, but they both trade off some nice, tasty solos on this song. Galloping, I love some galloping with Maiden, not all. This is a rare exception. This and uh, Flight of Icarus has some exceptional galloping Achilles Last Stand stuff. I love the Trooper, and every time I see Iron Maiden, I expect to see it live. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't bore me. I want it on the set list, okay? Even if, okay, we're going to just play one song from from Peace of Mind. Okay, it's not my favorite song off Peace of Mind, but fine, I'll take it, because I love the Trooper. All right, what, what, what do you think of the version of the Trooper on Live After Death? Horrible. <laughs> you know why? <laughs> the part where Bruce goes, oh, it's hard. And also, you take my lap, but you take... It's just, he sounds off-key. I mean, god damn, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Can't you hear how horrible this guy sounds on that fucking album? Go back and listen to Beast Over Hammersmith so you can hear what Bruce Dickinson really sounds like. Not this... Man, you know what the thing is? In his defense, they played like what? 17,000 shows before they got to Long Beach Arena. I mean, the guy was toast. He was fucking toast. And people still like, oh, I'm after that vacation. Man, you know what? And another and another reason why I don't like Live After Death. You, you know, you know what I'm going to do after this show is I'm going to listen to Live After Death. <laughs> listen to it like clearly, man. And another thing. That, and I'm going to watch the DVD. I love that shit. I love it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? I'll tell you something positive about Live After Death that I did like. Um, what the credits? No, rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I like that version. Uh, I like the version. What about- what? what about Power Slave? They did great on Power. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I like yeah. It all. Not, not bad, not bad. Um, and also the Hammersmith version, where I don't like him doing Paul Diano songs, but I, I did, I didn't mind Children of the Damned. I mean, he sounds better on those, but it's still not like, oh my god, it's like, well, it's an improvement. But <clears throat> all I can uh, say. But I love the Trooper, man. I love how he sings it these days more than he did on Live After Death. I think it's a, an exceptionally good song. Going into the next one, which was my favorite for a long time. When the Save album came Save me nerf. Mm? Mm? What, what's that mean backwards? Did you know? Do you know this? Uh, don't mess with things you don't understand. Okay, I, I didn't even know that. I thought he said and, something and- in French. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it was him doing an impression of Idi Amin. Well, okay. uh, that was Nico, right? Yes, yes, that was Nico. And they took a lot of shit uh, on the number of the beasts, like, oh, they're Satan worshippers. And this was their way of taking a piss out of them. Like, okay, you're going to call us Satan worshippers? We're going to give you something to fuck with you. And uh, that was, Nico used to do an impersonation of Idi Amin. If you don't know who Idi Amin is, look it up. There's your homework. Um, but, uh, He'd get drunk, do this impression, so they record him saying this, and then they played it backwards. And it's it's just a joke. It's just 
taking a piss. It's to scare parents. And uh, but what what a great. I mean, I always love hearing this. You know, hearing this album and hearing hearing Nico do that. I always puts a smile on my face. But uh, I, I don't know. T- tell me why still life sucks now. No, it Go doesn't ahead, suck now. And, and, I, and it's it's aged fine. I just feel like in time there's a couple more songs I. I, I get more of a charge of than Still Life, but I still love Still Life. I think it's great. I love the beginning, the little, uh, you know, um, the, the 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 mellowness, and then going into the, you know the. It's almost kind of like a maiden ballad, a little bit, you know. It's it, as, as mellow as they get. I mean, I mean, yeah, I know they tried with Wasted Love and crap like that, but this to me Ew. is more like a maiden ballad, like you know. Um, of course, it's not as cool as Prodigal Son, but but it's still a great, great song. And, uh, you know, I love, you know, I, for the longest times, because I wasn't reading the lyrics, I thought he was yelling madness. Madness! Which are really nightmares. Crawling. Yeah. And I love I love the little voice effect when he goes, well, give me peace of mind. It's cool right. shit. And awesome. Awesome! I love, love, love still life. So stick that in your fucking ass, you maiden tards that attack me. I love maiden, man. Go ahead, tell me about still life again. Uh, I love still life. This was influenced by Ramsey Campbell's 1964 short story, "The Inhabitant of the Lake." Uh, amazing! I, I think it's funny you mentioned "Waste of Love." What a horrible song. That only Josh Carlson would fucking love. Jesus Christ. Uh, but this one is just fucking amazing. Uh, I was so glad they brought it back on the uh, uh, Seventh Sun tour. And I think that's the last time they played it. I, I, I could be wrong, but I think that's the last time. But man, this would be a great one. You know, if you saw them live and they're just like, oh, throw out fucking still life. Fucking amazing. Uh great but then we go into one uh, and, and, and now we start getting into some songs where you know some fans argue about you know good or bad but I fucking love the next song which is Quest for Five <laughs> I love Quest for Fire uh, this was based on the 1981 movie Quest for Fire uh, which Man, I haven't seen this movie since it was on, like, the movie channel in, like, the early 80s. But I think it was, like, a silent movie all about cavemen and their quest for fucking fire. But, drama quest for fire. I mean, that's just, oh, man, it's, to me, this is, like, it is filler, but this is quintessential killer filler. I could never think about listening to Peace of Mind and not hearing Quest for Fire. I think it fucking rules. But I can tell by your laughter, Ralph, you think it's a piece of shit, so My we'll talk about it. God, is this so terrible. You know, uh, I felt like, let me let me, let me me go in order here. First Iron Maiden album, flawless, not one bad song. Second Iron Maiden, Killers, same thing. Third one, Number of the Beast, ah, I'm not a big fan of Invaders or Gangland. I can take I like I like both of those. Okay, I like both that's of fine. So does so uh, your friend... Ruben De La Rosa. Ruben De La Rosa? I love that guy. That's right. He loves those two songs. He calls me crazy for not liking Gangland's Invaders. But hey, I guess I'm like Steve Harris because he also doesn't like those songs. 
I feel like Total Eclipse should have been on the album instead. But, yeah, yeah. You know what else Stephen Harris hates? Americans. You hate Americans too? No, I don't hate Americans. I just hate, I hate uh, these two songs like Steve Harris. Yeah, I mean oh, Steve okay. Harris. You know, uh, you know. I'm a, 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 one thing. I'm good friends with Steve Harris actually. That's awesome. It's yeah. about time that you're friends with somebody because normally they're all my buddies. Oh, did I say I am? I I, I meant I was. He caught me. Yeah. Ma- he caught me masturbating, uh, looking at his daughter through the window. Ooh, what but a it, piece of ass! But in my defense, it was only one more week till she was eighteen. All right. So anyway, um, I hate Quest for Fire. It's just so stupid. It's like in a time when dinosaurs walked the earth. I don't know. Even even Spinal Tap wouldn't be that stupid. Let me tell you, it's just so fucking ugly. Horrible, oh, I, I love horrible it. song. I, love I was it. like, God, I love ga- it. Ganglands and Invaders is like goddamn Phantom of the Opera compared to this shit. Okay. Uh, I love Gangland. I love. Invaders. I know you love Gangland, and you know what I love? The next fucking track. Oh yeah, Sun and Steel. Is that the next one, right? Yeah, I'm surprised. Fuck I yeah, been. I love that song. Very deep track, not played live, and I think it's one of the better songs on the album. I like it more than Die With Your Boots On. Way more. I like it way more than Revelations. I don't like it more than the other ones. But I love Sun and Steel. Oh yeah, of course, I love it more than Quest for Fire. Shit. I love you more than Quest for Fire, Ian. Oh, well, thank you. Well, don't take that as a compliment, bro. Anyway, so, I love Sun and Steel. I think it's fucking heavy, fast, killer, too bad it was never played live. Too bad they feel like, I guess, it's a throwaway track. Hey, I have a feeling when they were, like, in the studio, they're like, look, we need more and more track. This is running. It feels like it's it's a song they just threw together real quick. But it's still, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's killer, killer maiden. What do you feel about that song? Uh, I fucking, I love Sunday Steel. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, this was based on a, a Japanese story or poem or some shit. I don't know. I'm fucking drunk. Anyway, it's about a samurai. About a fucking samurai. I, I think his name was Fred. Uh, Fred the Samurai. Uh, great fucking song. Uh, and man, this, this is one though. I mean, seriously, wouldn't you like fucking just shit your bricks like you and three other people if you went to a maiden show and they broke out fucking Holy Island? freak out badly oh my god that would be so fucking awesome that would be amazing yeah, i'd be I'll, three I'll, of us going crazy everybody else scratching their heads <laughs> exactly and i kind of you know i i feel because i'm like i'm a deep cut kind of guy you're a deep cut kind of guy we are not greatest hits people we are we are fans of albums we are fans of deep cuts unfortunately for the most part most people aren't Probably a lot of people listen to this show are because you care about fucking music so much you're listening to us fucking ramble on and on. But for the most part, if they played this, it would fall on death ears. But god damn it, I would just love to be privy to a fucking show where they did something like this because it's amazing. But there is a song that I would like to hear a thousand times more than Sun and Steel. And that is to tame a land. Holy fucking shit. This is one I think totally gets lost. Uh, 
this is an epic. I the only one I can put it close to, and I know Ralph's gonna fucking yeah. But uh, it's like Alexander the Great. It it it's a great maiden epic that I don't know if this has ever been played live. Yes, it has. I saw it, them play oh, live no. on the piece of mind. Really? They had they really. Played, they played it that night. Yes. Oh holy shit! Oh man, I would fucking shit a million bricks to hear this because I'm a huge fan of Dune um, even though I've never read the Frank Herbert novel because I heard it's a hard read uh, but man I, I, I love the David Lynch movie I've even watched the miniseries I, I think it's a very intriguing story uh, they wanted to call the song Dune and Frank Herbert would not give them release the rights for them to call it Dune uh, they sent it away to him like to try to get his approval like hey we wrote this awesome epic about your incredible novel, which was basically a cult hit. And apparently he was a real prick. And he said he really hates rock and roll and hates metal even more. Uh, so would not sign off. That's why they call it To Tame a Land. But it should be called Dune. And if you follow the story of Dune, uh, it's, it's, it's very faithful lyrically. Uh... And, and musically, it's just, it's such, so awesome and such a journey. And when I hear this song and I think about Dune, I mean, it just takes me, I feel like I'm on a raucous. Yeah, you, you know, and the fucking sandworms are coming up and everything. And just, I love every, this was the last song I listened to before I called Ralph. Because I listened to the song a couple times before the review. Like, I do all the albums, man. And I'm listening to this shit with fucking headphones on, dude. And I'm thinking I'm fucking Paul Atreides on a goddamn fucking sandworm. Oh, God. I love the table land. What a way to end this incredible album. Uh, man, Ralph, I hope you don't disappoint me. What do you think of the table land? Everything you just said now about that guy, Bruce Dickinson, that's how he introed the song. He said, we oh. will, yeah, he said it live. He said, we wanted to call this dude. And he ended up saying, like, that guy's a fucking asshole, this and that. And the place going nuts. Right. I visually still, and it's been, what has it been? 32 years since I saw that show. I still remember like it was yesterday. Dave, I was, I was very close to the stage, by the way. I was maybe fifth row. Dave Murray doing that opening. Where over him, the light truss comes down real low, and a lot of smoke was on stage <laughs> while he did that. And wow. yes, that kind—I've kind of got a metal heart on right now. Yeah, you talk that's that. exactly that's... how it was. And then when the band kicked in, that to me was actually the highlight of the, that show. Was Man, they... I, I, I gotta look through some bootlegs because I think I have a piece of mine bootleg. Yo, if they played it, they played it on that tour. So I mean, Man. I'm sure they didn't just I, save it for me. I'm sure they played. I'm, you know, Iron Maiden is one of those bands that they stick to the setlist. So I'm right. sure it's right. on every piece of mine tour show. Everyone. All right. So, okay. So, uh, just just to clarify here, do you like this song? Love this song. Nice. It's a great Thanks. song. I mean, after okay, I it, uh, better than Sun and Steel, no. Uh, better than Trooper, no. Better than Flight of Icarus, no. Better than uh, Where Eagles Dare, no. But better than the All rest. All right, can, yes. can you just stop it saying you love it? Be- okay, better than the rest, okay? I do love this song. 
Uh, you know, love is maybe a strong word, but I'm right, right there. Right, 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 right. It's cool. a good song. It's a good song. It's, uh, is it a classic Maiden song? No, but I like it. I do like the song. Um, and that concludes our uh, Maiden thing. Now, let's do Pick of the Week, uh, Ian. I mean, I, oh, 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 hold on. Uh, I, I got a couple things I'd like to say okay, about the album. Go for it. All right, this was released on May 16th, 1983. Uh, again, produced by Martin Birch. They recorded this in the Bahamas. The album did go platinum in uh, the U.S. and the U.K. went double platinum in Canada. Uh, made it to number 14 on the U.S. charts, which was pretty awesome for like 83 in the U.S. That's that's pretty awesome. Went to number three in the U.K. Uh, they murdered Eddie at the last show of this tour in Dirt Dirtum or whatever Germany. They did that, it every show. They did it at the show I saw. Same thing. They pulled it. But that was right, right. You know. But then you know. But back then, like, the album covers used to flow. Like, okay, then after Eddie got lobotomized, he had the lock on his head for the power saving. You know, it used to flow into one another way more than it does now. But, uh, no, it's, it's just, uh, man, what an incredible album. And what I thought was really neat was the way uh, they included, uh, it was, uh, I got it over here, it was a passage from the Bible. Uh, which is an incredible uh, fiction story. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon using our link. Uh, but they put it in the album and said, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, which they changed to brain, for all former things are passed away. And I thought that was pretty neat how they changed the pain to brain. And, uh, you know, it was a neat way. You know, it's from the Book of Revelations, and they have a song, Revelations. It's an incredible album, an incredible album cover. Uh, man, this this is just a, a heavy metal masterpiece. Uh, it, it really is, and what an incredible time. I mean, you think about 83, you know, and you got, uh, you know peace of mind and fucking holy diver and fucking black sabbath born again metal health and, mark at the moon yeah yeah I, I i mean just an incredible era that uh that i had lived through but unfortunately you know i was you know i was way more into hall and oats <laughs> you know in 83 than i was the metal but i mean you look back um at this time and wow man um I mean, I'm happy that there's a small chance I might live longer than Ralph, but man, to trade places with him to be like a younger man in this era to actually, you know, be there. Uh, I don't know, man. man. I don't know about that. After my little scare last year, I've, I haven't been this healthy all my life, you know. Right. And you're but you're I, drinking yourself to death. I mean, I'm I'm not I, drinking I anymore. But I. I could be George Burns and you could get hit by a bus. You never know. You know, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, but but I, but the I, odds of me getting hit by a bus and you get hit by a bus, you, the, the odds are for me because you can stumble onto the street and not even see the Mack truck coming. Yeah, well, that's why I don't take the bus anymore. Uh, but, uh, man, an amazing, amazing metal album. Uh, an amazing band. This is a special time in history. 
and a, and a special time for heavy metal music. But uh, all right, fuck it. Enough about Maiden Wrath. Why don't you go into your pick of the week? My pick of the week. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna do something a little different. Mm. All right. Oh, oh, hold on now. Hold on now. You told me in last week's episode to remind you of a metal album that was recorded in the 80s but was released in the 90s that you want to do as your pick of the week. And I think I know what you were talking about. But you told me to keep my mouth shut. Do you remember that? No. Really? And I'm the drunk one. (laughs) And I think I know what album you were talking about. I was in a rush to go to the Quiet Riot, that's why. What what was I? Tell me. Then I'll, I'll... I was gonna pick something brand new, but go ahead. I'll you keep okay. that for next week. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll give you like I could be wrong, but when you said because we were talking about live albums, we both picked live albums last week. Yes. And you, I know what you're and, gonna say. And, and and I think I know what you're talking about. I'll make that pick of the week. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Let's hear it. But let's hear, let's it, hear what you thought it was. Let's see if you're right. Oh. Okay. Okay. What I thought you were referring to was the incredible Twisted Sister live at Hammersmith. Yes, yes, yes. What a great, uh, great uh, album. Everybody out there that doesn't like oh, Twisted Sister. I, I think they don't know if they're in the front row they got an Iron Maiden shirt on. We don't know they're a new person. You remember that, that rant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, awesome. And when he made the crowd repeat, uh, repeat after me, I will not... <laughs> It's only rock and roll. You say I like. It. No, 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 no. The other and toward the beginning of the show, like in between the songs, he's like, "I want everybody to repeat out to me. I will not fuck the cameraman." <laughs> and you hear him with that accent, yeah. I will not. Like you hear the audience. They were so on fire that night, and you know, a lot of people that don't like Twisted Sister, you should listen to this live album because it really does capture the raw energy that I felt like was. Kind of like, um, you know, sanitized on the studio albums, you know. You know, I, I feel like Twisted Sister studio albums doesn't really capture the raw energy of they were. They were heavy as fuck, man. And this was right, right when they did Stay Hungry. But Stay Hungry wasn't out that long, so they were still, you know, they've been a cult band. They, they became kind of big. I mean, shit, they were headlining Hammersmith, so they made it. In England, they weren't quite big here yet. Stay Hungry, I don't think re- uh, exploded yet before this show. I could be wrong, but they were just so heavy and so fast. And it's like, to me, Twisted Sister was more Motorhead than Bon Jovi. I mean, they're known as like a glam band, but all, all Twisted Sister man is like fat, <laughs> tear it loose, and uh, you know you can't stop rock and roll, knife in the back, burning hell. That's bona fide heavy metal, man. Under the blade, dude. What you don't know, sure can. I, what a great, great live album. To me, under the blade. Oh, probably my shit. favorite Twist Sister song, which I would love to cover one day. Anyway, I love. That's my pick of the week. Definitely live at Hammersmith. What a great, great, great album. And it's one of those rare albums that wasn't touched up in the studio. That I like, you know, love it. And that was a, a radio broadcast back in the day that I used to have on cassette that was heavily edited because, 
you know, this is twisted fucking sister we're talking about where Dee Snyder says fuck every other word where, you know, the version I had didn't even have banter. You know, so, yeah, that's my pick of the week. Next week, remind me, it's a brand new album that I want to I wanna bring up next week. All right, all right. Well, my pick of the week, uh, and this might be considered a, a very big left turn, but I don't give a fuck because... I love this album. And this is by the band Funkadelic. Ooh. And this oh, is, shit. And awesome. Th- and this this is Maggot Brain. And an amazing fucking album. Uh, some of you might know George Clinton. Probably like one of the most sampled artists in all of fucking rap. But, uh, you know, don't hold that against him. Uh he had a he had a couple different bands. Parliament was one that was very much more dance uh, funk oriented, but Maggot Brain, I mean uh, Funkadelic, was like the rock version. It was pretty much the same musician, same artist, but this was their outlet to play more psychedelic rock, more rock and roll, definitely than Funkadelic. And Maggot Brain is is. Considered, I mean, if you're in the know, you already know this album. If you don't know, check this shit out. Uh, the guitar player, Eddie Hazel, amazing. Uh, the title track, for the most part, is an instrumental. And as the legend goes, they they took some very, very good acid. And uh, and Eddie Hazel's playing his guitar solo, and George Clinton told him, he goes, he goes, I want you to imagine you just found out your mother died. Start playing guitar. And he plays just like this beautiful, beautiful fucking solo. Uh, that just sounds like remorse. Sounds sad, but it's so beautiful. And then he told him halfway through, while the guy's still fucking tripping, he goes, now I want you to imagine you just found out she's alive. <laughs> and the song and the song takes another turn. And it's, it, it, it's so amazing. And, you know... Great other songs like uh, Hit It and Quit It, You and Your Folks, Me and My Folks, Super Stupid, uh, Back in Our Minds, War of Armageddon, uh, Can You Get to That. An amazing album. I mean, step outside your comfort zone and check this out. I really don't think you'll be disappointed. I mean, if especially if you love great guitar, because the guitar on this is fucking amazing. And... Uh, you know, you know, just because it's a black band, just because you, you might know them as funk. Hey, fuck you, Jimi Hendrix. You know, Vernon Reed. You know, there's a lot of great black musicians that could play some hard rock and some heavy metal. And Funkadelic Maggot Brain, definitely check that shit out. That is my pick of the week. Cool, cool, cool pick. Uh, I like the Funkadelics. Not a big fan. I mean, not... That's, that's a bad way of saying it. What I've heard, I've loved. So... And, and I've seen a lot of video, like, back in the day. They were with the spaceship and stuff. They were Bootsy Collins, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate. Well, well, back in the day, when they would tour, they toured as Parliament Funkadelic because it is, uh, essentially, it's the same band. Yeah. But they would, okay, here's our rock album. They would call that Funkadelic. Right. Okay. Okay, here's our, here, you know, here's our funk album. We're going to call that Parliament. But it was the same musicians, but they right. were musicians nonetheless, and, and and just different eras of, of their talent. Good pick, Ian. But uh, yeah, that that's our pick of the weeks. Now let's go into fan of the week. Uh, and before I get into fan of the week, 
Uh, I'm going to tell y'all, there is a, san- a standard that is set very high. And while I love all the fans and the listeners, I, 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 I try to talk to y'all daily. There's one motherfucker that, that is head and shoulders above everybody else, and that is Mike Sears. Mike Sears has been there from the fucking jump. We've we've had and, him already as a fan of the week, by the way. Yeah, yeah, we, we have, but I, I, I want to talk about this guy because not only he's active on the Facebook page, he shares the link every week and always writes like a nice detail about what he loved about the episode every fucking week, though. And, and, and he's heard every episode. He And he'll be quite honest, like, hey, I wasn't a great fan of this this band or this album. He goes, but you and Ralph always fucking entertain, and I always listen. And that's incredible, and always shares it. And that's important because that's how we grow. Uh, you know, you know, we tell you, like, go on to iTunes and stuff, but something as simple as sharing our link, you got friends. Your friends got friends. You know, that's how the shit spreads. And this guy goes on the Amazon page nonstop. This guy is a music lover who loves to have physical copies yeah. of all this shit. And, that's my kind and, of guy right there. And, and, and I, I've sent him. There's a couple albums that are out of print that I have copies of. And I've, I've sent them to him. But if this guy can get a hold of a physical copy, he buys it. Yeah. And you know where he buys it? He buys it on our Amazon link, and he sends me texts all the time. He's like, he's like, hey, brother. You know, he goes, I ordered this through the Amazon link. And it's, I, I mean, that, he, he goes, I want to support you every way I can. And that is a super fan, dude. And, and Mike Sears, I cannot stress enough how much we love you, brother, and how yeah. much we appreciate, because you, you are hardcore. And what, what I love is, I understand, he's on a budget, dude, because you can go on Amazon you can buy through Amazon, and you can also buy through private sellers. And a lot of times, you can get it even cheaper. Well, you know, the the, the cheaper you buy it, the cheaper our cut is. But I don't care. I, I, I really do. I mean, I, I, I stress I want you to use the Amazon link. But if you guys can get a deal, by all means, go do it. And this guy buys CDs all the time. And every little bit helps contribute to the show. And, and like I said, I appreciate this guy. He is a real motherfucker. He listens to every episode. And, uh, man, I, I, I don't see anybody knocking Mike Sears off the top of the list. But I love and respect you all. But I do have a special fan of the week. And he is from, I don't it's in Europe. I'll give you that. I can't, I don't know exactly if it's Sweden or Switzerland or Finland or something. But it's over in Europe. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Renee Sorensen. Uh, very active on the Facebook page. Uh, always keeps in touch. A great fan of the show. And I put out a special task last week to our listeners. There was this guy, Thomas Keegan, who sent me a thing on Facebook. He wanted to become uh, a Facebook friend. And, and that's the thing. We, we, have, we have the Facebook page, but you have to send a request, and then we approve you. But we approve everybody, but I'd like to see who's coming in. Well, I made a fucking mistake because I was drunk. I actually hit uh, ignore other than accept. And this was the first time I ever did. And I felt so horrible because I didn't know how to change this. I was like, holy fuck, here this guy wants to become a friend, uh, you know, a fan of the page. And I hit the wrong button. I was freaking out. 
but because of Facebook rules, since I ignored him, I couldn't find him. I said, hey, if any of you people can friend him, then you can add him as a as a friend. I, I and a lot of people answered, but Renee Sorensen. He sent me a picture because I even put out a description of what his Facebook, you know, picture looked like. Renee Sorensen did it, found him. And the funny thing is, after all this fucking hoopla, I found him. I sent him a friend request. He hasn't answered me. So, Thomas Keegan, if you're listening to this, please accept my friend request and then I can add you. It was a total mistake that I ignored you. But Renee Sorensen doing that. What a fucking fan of the show. He went out of his way to do this. And and that's what's so awesome about our community. And we have an amazing Facebook page. Wouldn't you agree, Ralph? I mean, I mean, really, our fans are amazing. And, and they have so much fun on our page. Yeah, I, I love, uh, you know, it's kind of like branched from my Almost Human uh, 56 page, which is pretty much kind of a ghost town, which I'm trying to keep alive. It is a little active, but everybody's pretty much... Now yapping on uh, the rock and roll combat page, and I actually remember at one point you saying, "Hey man, why don't you go over there a little bit? It's kind of dead now. It's like it's 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 huge. It's it's really taking off." Yeah. Oh man, it's doing great. We're even getting women, which surprises me because this was a total sausage fest. We've got a lot of women friends lately. So yeah, I say and, uh, uh, yeah, we should um, actually, you know, tell people how to get on there and let's just get into some music, man, because people are probably bored of hearing us all this time. All right. All right. Well, I got a, I got a couple things I got to mention real quick and, and then, then I'll get off of this. Okay. Please, please, if you can go on to iTunes, log on, please leave us a review. You know, uh, it, it really helps the show grow. I can't explain it, but that's just, that's the world we live in. The bigger we get on iTunes, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, it helps us grow. We can get more artists on here. Please use our Amazon link on our Podbean page. There are so many links up and down the side of the page. iTunes. Uh, we have a YouTube page where Ralph does video vi- versions of the shows. Amazon. Uh, Thrash or Die. Combat. That Metal Station. Uh, amazing. Podcast Addict. If you're listening to an Android device, uh, use Podcast Addict, type in Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, you get every episode. And really, and here's another thing we got to mention is that metal station that we're now on, we're on uh, Sundays at 12 noon Eastern time and Thursdays, check on that metalstation.com. Uh, I think that time has changed, so go on there to find the local listings. If you're on an Android device, use the TuneIn Radio app. It's a free app to listen to that metal station. They have a special contest that is just for listeners of this show. And here's what you got to do. it Because it, it, Easter is coming up. This is an Easter egg hunt. Okay? There is three Easter eggs that are hidden. They have all kinds of, like, like we do the current news on this show. They have news on, on, on the website. So you search through the January and February news section of thatmetalstation.com. Find the Easter eggs, and they are numbered. You take a screenshot of all three Easter eggs and send them back to the link that they provide. There is an awesome three-CD pack 
that they're going to give away to one listener. And this is just the first contest. There's another even bigger contest that's an even bigger giveaway that's going to get announced on this show next week. So definitely tune in next week. I mean, tune in fucking every week. But, uh, you know, rewind that if you missed it. But but there is an Easter egg hunt on thatmetalstation.com. And we are very proud to be part of that show. But uh, you ready to get in some songs there, Dr. Fuck? Yeah, and uh, what I would like to do is... Uh, well, no, I should say what Ian likes to do, because it was his idea... Is that we're gonna play? We're gonna play you out with a bunch of songs from uh, that's connected with Maiden somehow, without a- actually being an Iron Maiden uh, so- song. So um, the first thing we're gonna play, and we're gonna come back after each song. I'm gonna do a little little talk uh, each song. Um, we're gonna play something from a band called Desperado. You ever heard that band, Ian? Oh, yeah, D. Snyder, Bernie Trome on guitar, Clive Burr on drums. That's right, Clive Burr, the late, great Clive Burr. This is as far as I know, other than that Prey Mantis live album, the only thing that Clive Burr's done after Maiden, I'm sure I'm wrong. Uh, what, 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 what's funny was D. Snyder talking about all these unrealistic demands that Clive, he said Clive Burr was the biggest rock star of the show and wanted all these fucking demands, he's like, Dude, this ain't realistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's play a song off it. Uh, this is Desperado with uh, Clive Burr. Check it out.
Upheaval by Desperado, which was later re-recorded by uh, Widowmaker, the band that D. Snyder uh, formed with Al Petrelli, and I, I believe the same bass player, Mark Russell, and Joey Franco, I think. Am I right? Yes, yes, Joey Franco. And I just saw D play that song with Joey Franco on drums when uh, I saw D in October and he did the ID for our show. They played Am I Evil? And it was a great song. went over very well. Yeah, well, that was my pick. Now it's time to throw it at Ian. Ian, what kind Uh, of uh, Maiden-related song do you want to play? All right. Well, I got to go to how they first found Bruce Dickinson, and that was with the band Samson. Uh, the leader of the band, Paul Sampson on guitar, was the namesake. And this is the one everybody knows. They have an incredibly, horribly awesome fucking video for this. I mean, it, it's so bad. But if you love early bad videos like I do, like Ralph does, then please look up Sampson off the Hold On album, Vice Versa. Ooh, Here we go. This one, okay.
All right, that was uh, Ian's pick, which was Vice Versa by Samson. If it Love was, it. If it was up to me, it would have been Riding with the Angels or Go to Hell. But you know, eh, you know, we got to give Ian. You know, his, his that's right. My my pick. My that's pick. right. It's his pick, man. Don't like it. Too bad, Ralph. What do you think, Pink Panther? Anyway, so the next uh, song I'm gonna pick is uh, off the second Paul Diano. Battlezone album. I really, I mean, I'm having a hard time, but I am going to go with the one that when I saw Paul Deano live, this was the song he played from this album, but I really love the song Overloaded, but which I believe is not included on the reissues. Maybe we should go with Overloaded. I don't know. What what, al- what album is that it's on? Soft Children of Madness, where actually the reissues right. doesn't bring Overloaded. Which is like my favorite song off the freaking album. Oh, see, I don't have that on my copy. Ah, then we should play that one. Since people okay. don't know it. Yeah. This is Paul right. Deano's Battle Zone. This song is called Overloaded.
right, that was Overloaded by Paul Diano's Battle Zone off the 1987 album Children of Madness that for some weird reason, that killer song does not appear on those remasters. But I actually own the original vinyl and somehow I got it on uh, my iTunes. So uh, now it's Ian's turn. All right. I wish that was on my version because that's a pretty fucking sweet song. It's awesome. But for the last song of the show, I'm going to go with one off that very same album. And that is going to be the title track, This is Children of Madness. You know, that was going to be my other pick, was Children of Madness. Good call, Ian. Here it goes. Children of Madness, title track from Paul Diano's Battlezone second album.
that was Paul Diano's Battle Zones title track to the second album, Children of Madness, which, uh, man, not to take nothing away from that first album, Fighting Back. That album, I think, is even heavier than Children of Madness, but Children of Madness, I think, is more of a classic heavy metal, you know? I, think I agree. Yeah, I think it's, it is, it's not as heavy as the first one, but it kicks ass. So uh, that's it, man. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, our show this week. Uh, hopefully in the future we'll talk less and we'll play more music at the end because I think people are going to dig these these rare, these not very well-known tracks, you know? Well, you know, you know, yeah, uh, we got a lot of good reception to uh, end in the Dio Sabbath. Uh, yes, people the, the loved The Bob Rules, yeah, people loved hearing the, the tracks. The only complaints I heard was people wanted us to talk in between those songs. Right, but the good news is Next week, I think we're going to have plenty of time uh, to talk about the album after the fact. Because next week, our special guest in-house is going to be TV's Eric Estrada is going to be here. What? Yes, when we talk about Tears for Fears 1985 classic, Songs from the Big Chair. I I don't know that album. Next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Ugh. All right, thanks again for listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All copyrights, Ian Wadley, 2014.